Filled VIP is full of quarantiners, protesters, black people, white people, humans alike. This episode is for the culture. It's going to be a two-part episode, but this is part one. just want to give a shout-out to the Average Joe podcast. Give a shout-out to the Just Eldritch podcast. And giving a shout-out to the Average Joe media company for helping me produce this episode. All right. You guys listen in. Listen with an open mind. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. So, with everything that's been going on with the riots and stuff like that, man, it's it's been weighing down on me, and I've been staying silent, and I stay silent for my own personal reasons. Um, but we're gonna. But before we get into all that, man, um, if y'all watching me live on Instagram right now at the moment, you see that I'm speaking into an actual mic and not my Apple headphones. So, um, thanks to the special guest who I have that's brought on here. Um, Mr. T, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you living? Man, chilling, chilling, chilling. Yo, we gonna do it like how we like how Clint does his podcast. Hey, <laughs> let's get it. How, how do we how do we meet, bro? Um, so we met on this uh this podcast group chat. Um, I didn't even know you existed until like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> until like a couple weeks ago, I was like, he was like, yeah, like you know, I'm in Florida. I'm like, oh shit, I'm in Florida too. He was like, yo, I'm in Orlando. I was like, oh shit, I'm like. Depending on what part of Orlando you from, 50 minutes to an hour, 30 to 50 minutes to an hour. So I was like, let's link up. Hey, and here we are. Orlando's a big city, man. So Clint Coley, as y'all know, is the inspiration behind the podcast and stuff. So I'm in his group chat, and I done met two. He's the second person who I met in the group chat, and I done met some good people, man, so far. You know, sound like Trump right now. Oh, they're all good people. They're all good people. <laughs> Tremendous people everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, so I uh, appreciate you coming on, bro, and I appreciate you um, taking the time out. Um, especially even driving that long way. So um, definitely appreciate you. Um, before we get started on into the topic, y'all, um, I want to give two particular shout-outs. Um, so one, I want to give a happy 100th birthday to Second Lieutenant Irma Cameron. Yeah, what's her name? I think it is Irma. Yeah, Irma Cameron. She was a Tuskegee Airman nurse, and she's the only surviving one right now. So... Um, Big, big shout out to her. So we appreciate your services and everything you did for those men. Thank you, Second Lieutenant. Appreciate you. And also, I want to give a shout out to Nick Cannon. Now, some of y'all are probably looking at me sideways like that corny ass motherfucker, man. Like, why would you give him a shout out? (laughs) Nick has been out front on the front line as a celebrity. Out on the front line. I think he was up in Minneapolis. That has been leading the protests and things like that. And I don't know if y'all knew this, but Nick is sick. He has lupus. So technically, he ain't really got no business being around anybody. So I didn't know he had lupus. Yeah. That's I crazy. Just, I just found this out a few weeks ago. I was like, this man got lupus, and he's still out there, like, supporting his people. And, you know, a lot of people give him a whole bunch of flack and everything, man. But this dude here, he stayed true to the culture. But he called mm-hmm. it like he see it. You know? mm-hmm. So let's stop giving him shit, and let's give him some props, man. So Nick Cannon, shout out to you, bro. Um... <laughs> I told y'all this is new. This man got the sound effects and all. <laughs> Shit. All right. So let's dive into it, man. Um, probably one of the first questions I want to ask you, bro. Um, 
when when was the first time? It's a two part question. When was the first time you experienced racism? And the second Oof. question, and the second question would be, um, when have you, when or if you ever, which I'm pretty sure you did. I listened to your podcast. Um, when have you ever experienced racism as a cop? Um. Huh. First time I experienced racism. The first time, like I truly experienced it for myself, I would say. Uh, was maybe like January of this year when I had this old white lady uh was drunk and called me a nigger. Um, that was probably the first time I experienced racism like truly firsthand for myself. Um racism by a cop. I don't want to say I had any racism by a cop per se. I mean I get stopped a lot because my registration is expired. Mm. So I get stopped a lot. But they pay them taxes man. <laughs> no, nah, I need mean, the taxes, bro. It's them toes, man. These toes out here be killing me, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I just got finished paying them all so I could get it renewed. And I went the other day to try to get it renewed and I needed an appointment. So I told my dad, I'm driving your car to Monday because I ain't got time to get Because it's so bad that the judge knows me by first name basis. Hmm. He'd be like, damn, be back here again tomorrow. I'd be like, you need that one. You need that one judge that they be posting on social media a lot. This dude, uh, I can't remember his name. He was a magistrate judge, a small claims judge, and um, he'd be letting people go, or he'll give them like a huge, huge break, or they'd be like a two hundred dollar ticket. He'll probably only make them make pay like fifty, uh-huh. just dismiss it, uh-huh. just out of his good, out of his goodwill. So I don't know, man, but that's what's up. Um, well, actually, that's not. So I haven't, like I said, I haven't experienced like racism because it's been expired since like 2018. So they could have probably took me to jail if they wanted to. Exactly. So they just give me tickets. I mean, they be, I don't want to say they they be assholes. Like I get stopped because like my my uh, my light would be out, my tag light, and yep. then that's how they find out that I ain't got no re- I ain't got no registration. But I haven't experienced any racism by a cop per se yet. So I've been lucky in that sense. I mean, I don't like cops. Yeah. I can't stand cops. But either. luckily, I haven't been haven't experienced any real. Racism in regards to them. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same exact way, bro. Um, I definitely. It's not that I hate them. I can't hate people. I've never been taught to hate anybody, but me and cops definitely just don't fucking get along. Uh-huh. And it's like, don't get me wrong. If a if a police officer approaches me, I comply. Uh-huh. Of course, the, the problem is though, half of us do comply, and it's not good enough. Like every time, enough. I get stopped by a cop. I'd be like, damn. Like, I literally, if I get stopped by a cop, I tell my girl, I'll call him back, and I'll call my best friend. Because if anything happens to me, I feel like he will be more quick to handle it than she can. I don't want her. I don't want that to be her last memory. I was on the phone with my man, and he got shot by a cop, and I heard him die. Like, I don't want, I don't want her to go through that. Oh, man. I'm so, sorry to hear that, man. So I would just call. I'd be like, babe, let me call you back, and I'll call my best friend. Mm-hmm. And he'll just be like, yo, just stay calm or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because my girl tends to, like, freak out a little bit. So I'd rather just not have her involved in that in that equation. I feel you. Damn, man. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Um, especially something like that. Um, I also lost a family member. Um, this is like four, five years ago now. Uh, rest in peace to Devin. Um, he was shot by a state trooper in uh-huh. the stomach. Um, uh-huh. And we all knew who we all knew how he was, man. Like, <clears throat> I'm not gonna try to rekindle the flame or anything like that for obvious reasons, but. You know, it it that's when I kind of developed a disliking for cops because uh-huh. I knew the type of person he was. So you know, it was fucked up, but <sighs> life goes on. The sad truth, but life goes on, and you 
know, something I'll never forget. And I'll always hold it dear, near and dear to me. All right. So I'll answer the question, too. <clears throat> the first time I experienced racism, I was six, seven years old. I was in the second grade. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from South Carolina, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, born and raised in South Carolina. Shout out to Sumter. Um, yeah, it was in the lunchroom, and we were eating breakfast or something, but we were waiting for the bus. I can't remember, but I remember, man, this white dude called me a nigger. And I remember his name. I ain't going to shout his name out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. He actually turned out to be a, a decent human being, but... Um, yeah, I'll never forget that shit. And I've never looked at him the same since. Even though he, mm-hmm. I think, from the outside looking in, he changes ways. But you still you still don't forget nothing like that. But I don't forget that at all. Um, now, as far as cops, never experienced it. Never experienced it at all. Uh, I mean, I've ran into some assholes. Mm-hmm. Some asshole of course. Cops, yeah, I mean, they're out there. I mean, it is what it is. And I feel for them. You know, you got to deal with a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, I get it. You know, I understand. I definitely give you, I'll definitely show empathy for you. And I show empathy for cops, period, because that's a job I know I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Hell, I don't even like guns to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so. <clears throat> but um, one of the first things we're going to get, um, but something else we're about to get into, man. So with all the riots that's going on, um, a lot of people tend to say, like, oh, this shouldn't be the way. I mean, anybody with a brain or anyone with common sense would say yes. And would agree to that. Yeah, this isn't the way to do it. Now, you know, we all know social media, you know, CNN, Fox News, all those, all that jazz and everything. Everybody's speaking out against it. But at the same time, can you, it's like, do people even like the ones who are against it? Like, do you even put yourselves in the shoes of black people who've been fighting for this shit for centuries? Uh And the thing is, we didn't even ask for this. We didn't do anything. Exactly. To even like deserve any of the bullshit that we're getting right now. Exactly. So, like, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I understand why they're doing it. The only problem I have with it is if you're going to loot and riot, I have no problem with it because at some point enough is enough and we as a, we as a people need to take charge. Mm-hmm. It's just, if we're going to riot, just hit up, hit up the Caucasian people's stores. Let's not fuck up our own our own stores. Exactly. Like we have a lot of black owned businesses in Atlanta right now that are done because yeah. of people rioting. Like I get it. I'm not mad at it. It's just, we have a lot of people who are tr- who moved to Atlanta so they can have their own black don't their own black owned business. And now it's, mm-hmm. it's gone. Yeah. It's just be more, especially if you in Atlanta, just be more cautious of your surroundings. I, you listen, most of these like big corporations, they're not worried about it because they got insurance. They they it, they can replace that stuff, like Target and Walmart and Dior and everything like that. But some of these black owned stores, they don't got insurance. No, and a lot of insurances are not covered by riots either. Exactly, with, even with the fires and stuff like that. And you know, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, like the buildings can be replaced, but the lives can't." I mean, yeah, that's true. That is true. Here's the thing. Fires happen all the time. I feel like a lot of this shit would happen with people setting their businesses on fire mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All they do is use that money to just make a better business. Exactly. It's so easy for them. I've seen it. I think a lot of that shit happens in um, back in the old place where I used to live at in Hilton Head, South Carolina. There's a couple of restaurants that burned down, and it kind of happened so close together. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like these people are like literally using the privilege of 
using the insurance money to try uh-huh. to build something bigger. Uh-huh. You know, and obviously it's not black owned, but um, well, I don't mean to say obviously, but y'all know I say y'all know I speak my damn mind. So, um, anyway, so going into the next topic, um, matter of fact, this is gonna be the time I bring in my boy El. So right now I'm gonna give my boy uh, Eldridge a call. Eldridge is. Um, a podcaster where I met out in Atlanta. Okay. To go see Clint Coley's um, Advice from a Fuckboy live podcast. Uh, shout out to Atlanta, by the way. Atlanta, we got to stay calm, man, because that's like the only thing that we have going right now. That's uh-huh. going to stay in the Black Wall Street. We definitely going to need to be tearing it down. So, but I'm going to let Eldridge weigh in. I'm going to tell y'all right now, though, Eldridge has very little to no filter, and Eldridge speaks his mind. So, <laughs> you. <laughs> So if you are one of those people who ain't want to hear the truth or anything like that, hey, you might want to might want to turn this podcast off. I'm trying to do two things at once here, ladies and gents. Um, but in the meantime, if y'all are all listening to this, I hope everything is going well with y'all, man. Um, blessings and prosperity to everybody. So give me one second. All right, so while I'm trying to go live on here, um, the next topic I have is, like, um, I saw um, a video of this woman. She was uh, pretty outspoken about this topic, saying that um, that you can't really get into, like, like, people can't really tell people how they should behave or how they should react, especially if they've never been in this situation before. So, obviously, with, you know, black people getting killed left and right from cops, I'll even address us killing each other. You know, there's a different there's a different end of the spectrum of that. But with one of those things, I guess where she was getting at, you know, people are tired. This is why we're right. This is why we're riding. Even Caleb Mike said it best. You know, we're tired of waking up seeing another black man getting killed, mm-hmm. another black boy getting killed. Excuse me. And I think a lot of those racist people are not really comprehending and understanding the type of generation of people that they're dealing with, particularly black people. Mm-hmm. And now I'll even include the generation of white people that are being brought in, like along with us, as mm-hmm. far as our age group, mm-hmm. where they ain't with this shit. Did you happen to see a photo? Um, it was a crowd of white people. Um, they were basically being a human shield. I saw that. To black people. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so shout out to them. Um, but you know, it's, it's getting to the part where we're getting, we're getting sick and tired of this shit because now, like right now, what people fail to realize with those who fail to realize we have the tools to fight back. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of taking the action and getting everybody on one accord. Yeah. Cause that's the only way we're going to win this facts. And that's the hardest, that's really the, the hardest obstacle. It all starts with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't rely on other, we can't rely on other people who ain't us to like get us through these things, especially if you've never been through it. Exactly. You know, and everybody goes through tough times. I don't care what race you come from, what creed, what country, wherever you come from. There's people out there who probably got it worse than well, who do have it worse than we do, culturally speaking. But we ain't worried about them. We worried about us right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do you how do you feel about it? Like, just with it, I feel like um, we definitely are in our parents' generation, and we will fight back, and. I think they noticed that. and But I think also, I said this on my podcast, like, it's so prevalent now 
of them killing us because they know that they can get away with it. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like they know they can get away with it. So it's no read. So they, there's no consequences. I saw something on Facebook and it was like, if they started, I think it was, I can't remember the exact quote. Let me see if I can pull it up. It was something on the lines of if they start taking, um, uh, if they start taking the money that we're paying them and start taking it from the police force or something like that, Mm -hmm. then they guarantee you it will be less. Let me see if I can pull it up. It would be less, uh, it would be less, it would be less crime of them killing us. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, now, if you know, like, do you think that the police are actually strategically placing people like their own, their own people, like their own fellow officers and everything to start a riot, but do it organized and they do it not in a non-noticeable way? I agree with that. I think so. I saw a video. I saw, I saw that video. Too. I saw that. I'm like, that dude's got to be a cop because he's doing it too casually. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always about painting the picture. They want us to make it seem like we're the ones starting it, but we aren't. We aren't. We we weren't even the ones starting it. Nah, and the media is the sole reason why people hate us so much. And then, um, I can't. I can't. I don't know why I can't find that. Um, and then what makes me mad is, uh, yeah, here we go. It says let's make police brutality settlements come from police retirement funds or pension plans instead of our tax dollars, and watch how fast. The police brutality stops. One more time, can you please repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make police brutality settlements come from police retirement funds or pension plans instead of our tax dollars and watch how fast the police brutality plummets to an all time low. You got to hit the white man where it hurts. You got to hit him in their pockets. You got to hit him in their pocket. And I get so mad when everybody's talking about, oh, we're rioting and all this and all of that. But when sports fans riot, because because they win. I'm, I'm, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we tore the city up. They tore the city up when we won that Super Bowl in 2018. But nobody said anything about that. No, not a damn thing. But when we're doing it for an actual reason, it's a problem. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to look up this post on Facebook. Because uh, I have it. What did I do with it? I have it. It was... They show pictures of a bus burning on fire, San Francisco 2012, because a baseball team won. Vancouver 2011, because a hockey team lost. And it's it's just as bad as as, yeah. as what it is now. Yeah, I think Toronto did it too. Mm-hmm. They won. Tennessee 2010, because Lane Kiffin was no longer going to coach their football team. And they started a riot? Yep. I know there's some controversy behind that dude, but damn. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, 2012, because a basketball team won a game. Look at this shit, man. It's just all it's just all over the place, bro. Yeah. It's just like it's just as bad, if not worse, than what than what we're doing right now. But when they're doing it for it's, sports reason, it's no problem. Exactly. You just call the police, and if anything, just the police and the SWAT team be there. But now it's getting to the point. Oh, the National Guard got to get something. It's always that something. Is- so when these people. Earlier, I want to say earlier in the year, like maybe like earlier this month or late last month, when they showed up to, I forget, they showed up to some like government type of building with guns and stuff, and they were they were white people because of the whole COVID situation. Mm-hmm. They were allowed, but when we do it, we get the national guard, we get the the military. Like I don't understand, like why? Yeah, I don't either. <sighs> 
you know, and people are going to say like, oh, it's Trump. You know what? Trump is obviously a big part of this, but this ain't even about his ass. It really isn't. It's not. It's not. He's literally, obviously, he's the big, he's the big picture, but he's just irrelevant right now mm-hmm. because this is a guy that's in office that doesn't even, is not even aware of his powers. Thanks. Now, now, the worst thing I'm looking forward to if he does decide to do this is put in martial law throughout the whole country. He does have the power to do a federal martial law. And the governors have the power to do. See, it I thought he was going to do that when the whole COVID situation started. Exactly. But I think, I think personally, I think he did that. I think he didn't do it because I feel like he was in control and he probably knew he would, he knew he probably still would have stood a chance depending on who was going to, who the Democrats were going to put out. Uh-huh. Not that we don't here to talk about politics, but we're just speaking the fucking truth. You know, like now, obviously Joe Biden shot himself in the foot. <laughs> now, the only way I can see Joe Biden getting himself out of this is if he appoints a black woman to be his uh, running mate. I can see that. And if he appoints a white woman, it need to be, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh boy, Elizabeth. Elizabeth something. I can't remember. Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Warren, yeah. That's the only, because she, she was really the only one that was talking about reparations mm-hmm. for black people. Um, but at the end of the day, man, like, yeah, he shot himself in the foot with that, but, you know, we ain't necessarily here to talk about Joe Biden and all this other jazz and stuff like that. I'll leave that to people with, like, Eldridge, who's more politically educated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, speaking of that, I'm going to go ahead and get this man a call right now. I don't know if he near his phone or not. I told him I'd be calling him pretty soon. Let's see. <laughs> this man got me on do not disturb. I'm gonna hit him up on Instagram. We'll we'll get in touch with him eventually. If not, then oh well. Um give me one second, y'all. Bear with me. Thank y'all for tuning in on live, by the way. I was on Instagram. I only had one viewer. I really want this to come out. Um being as how on Facebook I can share it so I can expose it to more people, whereas you can't do that on Instagram. So just bear with me for a second. Let's see what we got. All right. So, next thing we're going to get into, this whole looting situation. Uh-huh. What did Trump say? If you go looting, you're going to be shooting. Oh, yeah. The looting starts. The shooting starts. The shooting That's starts. what he said. This dude's advocating violence, advocating mass shootings, because, you know, there was a lot of people who were looting out there. Uh-huh. It ain't been just black people. It wasn't just black people. Black, white. White. The black Hispanic. people were... They put the African Americans at the forefront, but it was really the white people stealing, just coming there and just stealing a lot of shit for no reason. Exactly. And y'all worried about a damn store that got that made millions of fucking dollars and it's one damn store and y'all worried about this shit. Exactly. And it ain't all of you. It ain't all of you. I know it's not, but looting I mean, did I expect for that to happen? No. No, I did not either. <laughs> yeah. It's like But once again, we didn't I don't even think it would have happened if we if if the cop didn't start it. No. And you know, I'll even take us back a step further, man. Honestly, a lot of this stuff could have may possibly could have been prevented if we had put the pressure that we put the pressure on the Georgia police mm-hmm. and the Minneapolis police, if we had applied that same pressure to what happened to Trayvon Martin. Yup, I I said that I said that on my podcast. If that would have started, if we'd have went harder for Trayvon, I don't think this would have escalated like that. Because yeah. that was the starting point. Oh shit. He he can kill he could kill a black man and get away with it and then after that it just trickled down effect and, and here this, we are now and this dude was a civilian it was a civilian I, he on neighborhood watch I remember that vividly I was in the middle of recording a song at my friend's studio 
And when I found out he was not guilty, when they said not guilty, oh, it's time to go. Because I got to pass the courthouse. Because that didn't happen that far from my house. I got to pass the courthouse to get to my house. I was like, mm, I, I ain't about to be stuck in this. I don't blame you. Bro, like, there was so much, there's so much shit that's been going on. Like, even going back a step further, the Charleston 9. Now, that mm-hmm. one hit home with me the most because that's my home state. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charleston's very near and dear to my heart. Spent, like, I don't know, like six months, about four, about four months there and stuff like that. Um, I'll go there to eat sometimes. Um, just the fact that they found this man the very next day in North Carolina, took this bitch to Burger King, and treated him basically like he was the fucking prince of the UK. Exactly. So like we don't comply. We we get we get a we get a, a knee to our necks and we die. But he gets to sit there and have Burger King, fucking Burger King, Burger King, Burger King. And whether he was cuffed or not, I mean, it doesn't fucking like, matter. He like, lived. This motherfucker live, and he's still living, and he's still trying to fight his way out of the. Exactly, thing. we can't, we can't even fucking not. We, we're not even resisting, and we're still dying. We can't even jog in our own fucking neighborhoods without fucking dying. But he gets yeah. to live, and he gets to live. It's fucking, it's fucking ridiculous. By the way, I don't know if you heard the uh, the cop that applied the pressure to um, his mm-hmm. neck. His wife divorced. Him. See. I thought that was a good thing too, but after reading up on it, I think it's all a ploy. I think it's a ploy too. I think it's more so of, okay, how about we divorce, you get my assets, so that way, if they try to sue me, I don't have anything because it all belongs to you. We're no longer together. And then when I get out, we get back together. Exactly. That's all that I think it is. I don't think she's really divorcing him. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what are they charging with? Like, with third-degree murder? Yeah, third-degree yeah. manslaughter. I'm like, well, is that even a fucking thing? I'm like, y'all doing everything y'all possibly can to get this man the least I, amount of time. Some people said that, I was reading up on it, they charged him with third-degree manslaughter because they feel like they can get him on that. Even though we all know it's first-degree murder, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they'd rather go with third-degree and get him then go with first degree because they go with first degree and they don't get them, then we're really going to be pissed. Yeah. Because it's all about if the state can prove it. Yeah. And they're already trying to come out with some bullshit that, oh, it wasn't. I saw something. Let me see if I can pull it up on Facebook. Oh, some some post where it it wasn't. Uh, let me see. Right, while you do that, I'm going to go ahead and call you. Just, you just text me. It was something to where it was saying that it was. Uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, so they're saying that the autopsy revealed no... Hold on. Eldridge. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Welcome to the club, BBC and WT podcast, bro. How you feeling? Hey, man, I feel like a big deal. I got on the hottest podcast in the game. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. We'll get, we'll bring you in in a second. Uh, we, were just t- we were just finishing up on this whole thing with the looting and uh, with this uh, with the whole thing with about Buddy's wife. Uh, divorcing him and stuff like that, and how we think that's just nothing but, you know, they play. It's like a little strategy that they're trying to play to try to get him off. But um, go ahead, finish what you were saying, bro. Um, it was saying that the autopsy revealed no physical findings that support a diagnostic diagnosis a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. Mr. Floyd had underlying health conditions including uh, coronary artery disease and hypertensive heart disease, the combined effects of Mr. Floyd being restrained by the police, his underlying health conditions, and any potential in- intoxicants in his system likely contributed to his death. Like, get the fuck out of here. Come on, bro. Everybody got fucking underlying issues. Black man, it's statistical. Like, we all like, got diabetes. We all got high blood you pressure. You put a knee to his neck and killed him. 
but you're trying to say that that's not the reason why he died. Like they are, they're already trying to formulate an excuse for him to. I, I can't fucking deal. Yeah, we're not trying to hear that shit. Now, Eldridge, uh, welcome again, man. Welcome. Yeah. Go ahead. What's up, man? And I can barely hear your boy, man. I, I can't hear him now. I can hear you, but I can't hear him. Okay. All right. All right, so I got it in the center, so the microphone should be able to pick you up, too. So we got headphones in. All right. So, um, Elgin, what's going on in Atlanta, bro? Uh, particularly in your part, and then you can spread out as far as the proximity. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I haven't seen this in Atlanta, so um, they, um, you know, had a big protest in It's funny how a lot of this always happens when just before the summertime is about to hit. Gucci, 
this is Phipps Plaza. This is where all of the uh, Gary, all of the bourgeois people shop in Atlanta by Linux Mall. Yeah, I was so gonna say it sounds like Linux here in Atlanta. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't really no small businesses really affected. Again, like I said, I think that those that are out there, I don't think you should participate in this because, again, this was started by provocateurs that really don't care about justice. Like, there has to be something. Cause in Atlanta, we have to connect this energy to an issue. Mm-hmm. In, in Minneapolis, I can connect all of that energy to an issue. You know what I'm saying? I can connect it to the issue of what happened to George Floyd. Correct. You know why the stuff burning? Because George Floyd has not been a prosecutor or the officer that was with him. That's an issue that all of this energy can be connected to. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, they had no issue that they were connecting to. Although Atlanta has a lot of shit that deserves to be rioting over. Hell, I just had a protest uh, three days ago where Atlanta was arresting the black boys who were selling water on the corner. I saw that. So, my, my thing is, for you to authorize, for a black man to authorize black boys to be uh, arrested for selling water on the side of the street, one thing we know is black people, every unnecessary encounter with a uh, police officer can become another George Floyd. So, what, what it is, what happened in Atlanta, Atlanta's seen that he got a wake-up call, that they can go down if you do act that up. Out, out of trouble. But again, the reason why I have an issue with it is because it is being started by out-of-town, provocateurs, majority white, who really don't care about our justice or our goals. And that's why I choose not to participate in it, because the people who are organizing and doing it ain't real. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you um, weighing in on that. Um, it was one more question I had. I wish I had wrote this shit down, too. You know I ain't the most organized person in the world, but... Um, what are you guys doing? Like on your, I, so like, I guess like specifically on your end, without everything that's going on in like downtown Atlanta with CNN and everything. Um, what are you guys doing, or what are you guys planning, or something like that to kind of like combat this whole thing? So, uh, I mean, it, it's like I said, there's so many issues going on in Atlanta, and it's just like for instance, I just said the water boiling situation again. We took that protest, that energy. Mm-hmm. Schedule a meeting, trying to press Atlanta. Okay, where are the jobs? Jobs need to be provided. Some of jobs need to be provided for the kids, so they don't have to be on the street. If you have a problem with, it. like, so that's one issue. Uh, as, as I speak right now, I'm getting dressed because there's another protest that's scheduled. They said they're supposed to be looting a Target in Camp Creek. And Camp Creek is a black neighborhood. That's not a white neighborhood. Yeah. They're supposed to be looting there. So a group of us are kind of gathering together really just to persuade those that's with us, like, man, don't participate in this shit. Yeah. And hopefully I get to punch out one of these uh, crackers that's out here starting this shit. Because, uh, I mean, that's the issue. Yeah. Hey, I, so told, I told y'all, they'll just don't move back. To do right yeah. I feel you, bro. Else, man, I ain't want to hold you up, bro. I just wanted to bring you on. Um, I know we've been talking about that for the longest and stuff, and I've been putting it off, but, you know, I felt like this definitely would have been a topic for you to thrive on. Um, I can't wait to listen to your podcast when you put it out on. You, put on, you always publish on what, Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday, it's going down. One thing I do want to say to all your listeners, one, 
continue to support this uh, podcast, this brother, Jeffrey Door. You know, having, one, we got to support uh, black creators, period. But two, we are willing to have a conversation that a lot of platforms don't want to have. Uh, secondly, I just want to tell everybody, it's your opportunity to get involved with this thing we call the movement. And, uh, get involved with the movement don't always mean you're marching in the streets and you stream the black power. Sometimes getting involved with the movement is just saying, I'm going to support these black businesses over these big businesses. I'm going to put my child in an African, a pan-African private school. Mm. I'm going to purposely choose to buy a house in a black neighborhood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So joining the movement is just all about the progression and pushing forward of black culture. And that looks different in different ways. So I'm just telling everybody, get involved, whether it's with your time, it's your, with your treasure, or it's with your talent. We appreciate that, man. Um, and y'all, um, this is, uh, his name is Eldridge Washington, man. He's based out of Atlanta on the Just Eldridge podcast, one of the best podcasts I've ever, well, obviously, it's the, it's the only podcast I've ever been on, but honestly, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, especially, particularly for the black community. Something that's on like a frontline level than, that you don't normally hear from a public figure like a T.I. or a Killer Mike or something like that. You really want to hear like the nitty gritty. Listen to uh, the Just Elders podcast, man. So, Elders, I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, dog. Hold it down. All right, man. You too. Be safe.